Hey, beauty needs me, fam. Welcome to another episode. I am one of your co-hosts, Dunio Dumasu. And I'm the other co-host, Talia Griffin. Hey, everyone. If this is your first time here, this podcast is a show where we discuss beauty in a way that crosses color, culture, and country lines. If you have not listened to any of our episodes before, we highly recommend that you go back and listen to them. And if you have listened before and you love us, but you just haven't rated us, please take the time to do so. (laughs) I'm like, what are you doing? Get into it. (laughs) And today we have Brittany Ogike from Beauty Bees. Brittany, welcome to the show. Hi. Oh my gosh, I love the way you say it. My my last name. No one ever gets it right. <laughs> Dooney's great with names. Like Dooney kills names. Like I mess everything no up, but ever. she's great. <laughs> I'm always correcting people, so I love it. <laughs> and Brittany, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hi everyone. Uh, my name is Brittany. I um, I'm out here in LA and I am the CEO and founder of uh, Beauty Bees. We are a retailer, a beauty retailer specializing um, in, in beauty products for women of color. Amazing. I love it. Okay, Thank so you. Brittany, we like to start the show off with your origin story. So we want to hear about like your very beginnings with beauty and that led you all the way up until today. Right. You were born and then what happened? (laughs) I was born and then my mom slapped a perm on me. And that was my first, (laughs) my first (laughs) with uh, beauty. No, I mean, I'm just playing, but I'm really not. So, I mean, I've always been aware of of beauty, especially hair, um, just because in my culture as a, as a black woman, it's always been, you know, something of, of importance to us. And as a child, uh, we always expressed ourselves with how our hair was, well, how our parents did our hair. So um, growing up, my mom would always, you know, take me to the beauty supply. I, I, I loved the way, you know, she did her hair. She, you know, I loved her, her makeup and, and all that. And she was sort of like an inspiration to me. And she is probably the reason why when, when you come down to it, she's probably the reason why I have a, a beauty supply store, but I just was introduced to it at an early age. I was going to the beauty supply at two and three years old, running up and down the aisle. Again, she put a relaxer on my hair when I was very young because my hair, I'll say it now, but I don't say it to my daughter, but my hair was very nappy. I mean, it was textured. It was tightly coiled and she didn't know what to do with it. And um, I grew up- And it was a different with, time. Know, like who knew- It was a different do? time. Yeah. And, I <laughs> and you grew up down south. Grew up down south, and there's you know there's there's little options. Uh, the weather plays a huge part of you know having relaxed hair versus trying to wear your hair uh, curly, or what have you. Um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely definitely was aware of just beauty and beauty standards when I was really just a little girl, and I grew up loving my hair. I will say that, even though. I wore my hair straight uh, up until my adult years. I grew up loving my hair, loving my skin, loving what I put on my skin and, and all those things. And I think it's really a testament to how my mom raised me and how we talked about being, you know, black and with, with my hair texture and, and with my skin tone and all that. Where are you from, Brittany? Down south? I'm from South Carolina. I'm from Charleston. Okay. So, um, yeah. So I was raised in Charleston and I, um, uh, back to the origin story, raised in Charleston. And then I moved out here about 10 years ago. 
And um, my background is actually in sports. It's not really in beauty, uh, but I feel like my passion is beauty. And so uh, once I started having kids, doing my daughter's hair, going to the beauty supply with my daughter, doing the same things my mom was doing with me as a child, I just really felt unsatisfied when I would, you know, go to the store and look for things to put in her hair and products too, even. And I just felt like there was a gap. You know, I love going to Sephora and trying on makeup. Why am I not liking going to the beauty supply and getting stuff for my hair? So that's kind of when I really felt like that there was a need for uh, a beautiful space uh, curated for women of color for us by us, really, by someone, you know, who understands our needs. So that's kind of how Beauty Bees was was created. I love that. Um, I have a couple questions. So were you active in sports off, like growing up? And what sports yeah, did you Yeah, I was actually. I mean, I played I played basketball. Um, I, put, I mean, I say I played basketball, like I went to D1 and played. But no, I was... I was like, she always, was... <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I was also... I, I, my, my family's a sports family. So we always we fell in love with the game of basketball. I played basketball all through high school. I played for um, intramural, like for my sorority in college and all that. But my brother, he uh, had a, has a great career. He plays in the NBA. And so I actually went to college two... To, um, work in sports. I graduated with a degree in sports management and um, our, just the way God worked, I ended up, I ended up working for him and creating this um, for your brother? really great. Yeah. Working for my brother. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He plays in the NBA. So just, I, I, I have like a lifestyle management company and really what it is, is just doing everything that these athletes need to be done. And um, I loved it. And it's great. I mean, I still do it. But with raising a family, it was kind of hard to juggle it because I'm like always traveling. And I'm at, you know, someone's every back and call. And I just didn't want that lifestyle for my family. So that's kind of what gave me um, the, the motivation to start something on my own that would keep me rooted in L.A., and um, also creating something that I can pass down to my kids, especially my mm-hmm. daughter. And again, I, I felt like, you know, beauty was, has always been a passion of mine. I was doing hair in college, you know, people would come over, I'd flat iron my roommate's hair and do all that stuff. I was doing my hair in elementary school. Like my mom didn't even have to do my hair anymore. So beauty has always been uh, a passion for me. So again, once I started, you know, having a family, I realized I didn't want to be on the road anymore, you know, around athletes. I just wanted to be home and share something special with my kids. And that's kind of how uh, the idea came about. Yeah. I, you know, I, we, there's this, there's, I live in the Valley, right. In um, Los Angeles, it's like the suburbs and there's literally one beauty supply store that, you know, fulfills like all the needs of the black women out here. And it's horrible. Like it's, it's trash. And I'm like, why are we accepting this? And it's not just in LA, it's everywhere. I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, it's where you guys are. Mm-hmm. You've had that experience at a beauty supply. And it's just like, it's, it's at the time it was what 2019. I'm like, enough is enough. So um, I really wanted to create something that um, that was like a, a, a mixture between like a Sephora in terms of like how you feel when you go into Sephora, the, the atmosphere, the customer service, the cleanliness, the product offerings and things like that. Um, and just mix it with like the essentials that we as Black women need out of these supply. We need wigs, we need hair extensions, we need braiding hair, we need all these products and all these brands. And um, I mean, I'm sure we'll go into it, but once I started like researching it and then finding all these incredible, especially black owned brands that are so great for our hair, 
I was like, this is, this is, this was my calling. This was my purpose in life. I love that. I love how so much of your beauty story is centered around hair, because I think hair has always been um, a very important aspect for all Black women and our beauty. But I feel like a lot of the time when beauty is discussed nowadays, so much of people's journey is centered around skin and um, like the health of their skin and even sometimes complexion, like that tends to be such a big part of um, a woman's beauty story or like dealing with different skin conditions. So I love that yours is really centered around hair and, um, and that has led you to where you are now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, and it's, it's so interesting. I'm sorry, Brittany, go ahead. No, I was just going to, I was going to say, it's just because like that first question, like what's your, you know, perception of beauty. And it's like, my mom always instilled in me, like your hair is so important. Your hair is your crown. You know, some people grew up with thinking that, well, you know, knowing that skin was important to them and, you know, wearing the the right foundation and stuff like that. I've never, I'm into it, but uh, hair has always been, been my passion. Mm -hmm. I often feel like I grew up in a weird bubble on the South side of Chicago because none of it meant anything to me, like skin, hair. It's like, I knew, like, I just started wearing foundation this year, right? So I'm like behind on all. That's because your skin is glowing and you probably don't need it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But it's like hair, like, yeah, I go to the beauty supply store. I grew up going to the beauty supply store. I literally have never thought about it, right? I never thought about the fact that they're all owned by Asian families. Like it never seemed odd that I'm going to this place for my hair is carrying everything for me and no one that looks like me owns it. Yeah, it just right. never, and it never dawned on me that that I could change that or that there was anything that I could yeah. do about that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a that's a really good point. I, I would say, um, I think with my beauty story, I've talked about this on the pod before that my biggest hangup was always my hair never had anything to do with skin. It was always hair. I got a perm when I was 10 and two weeks later, it promptly all fell out. And then, and this is like back in the mid nineties, right? I'm never forget. It's like 95. So then what was the solution when your hair fell out to get a full gluing weave, like a full, you know how people get full sewing? 27 piece? Yeah. Like a 27 piece, that's what I was going to say. With the closure. Okay. Oh no. Oh, at 10? Like it, at 10. At 10. Dooney, are there pictures? Because. I hope not. I, I pray there are no pictures. And the kicker is I was the only black girl in my entire grade. So I went from like coming in one day with this little itty bitty ponytail. Cause you know, my hair had started falling out to this full with this full weave with bangs. Um, but hair was always oh for me too. Like I was, it was always hair. Like I was very, very particular about how my hair looked and feeling like as long as my hair was good, then, then I was good. And you're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm just, I'm utterly fascinated. So when I discovered you, like I invented you, but when I discovered you <laughs> um, earlier this year, I was listening to a business in beauty podcast and the woman interviewed you. I can't even remember um, what it was called at this oh, point. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It was either this year or, or last year. It was early um, this year. And I was fascinated, right? I was fascinated that there was I've never heard of a black owned beauty supply store really I can't name one right I can't and I've been going to LA um 
probably multiple times a year for the past six years. And when I found out about your store, I said, okay, I need to go. And it's crazy. I just went Saturday. I had not been previously. I don't know what I've been doing, but I've been planning to go and never actually made it. Right. Um, But when I found out about it through the podcast, I said, oh, she's on to something. And I heard your, I remember listening to it on a plane and you were talking about the, the difficulty with distributors, um, Mm -hmm. but also how you found a community of other Mm -hmm. black women on beauty supply stores. And I was like, where, like, what are, what are you talking about? Where? The thought is so foreign to me, to be honest, (laughs) because like when Talia, when Talia first profiled you, I was like, I was so amazed because it was like a light bulb, like, oh, of course there's this exists some way, somehow. Right. But we're so used to I've only ever seen Asian family owned um, beauty supply stores. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't think I've ever. I, and then I, I've there is a girl I went to college with, Alicia, who has a online store, like an online, um, you know, hair beauty supply store that I patronize but certainly not a brick and mortar. Never a brick and yeah. mortar, only yeah. online. I mean, I, I that that thought isn't foreign to me e- either. I mean, again, growing up in the South, I didn't see that at all. Uh, but then I, I lived in, I lived in Dallas for a few years after I um, graduated college. And I remember going to one specifically um, because I knew they were black owned. And then when I came out here to LA, I didn't, all the black owned ones are kind of like South LA and it's not where I live at all in the Valley. And so I think there's one in the Valley actually. So, um, when, so when I saw that there was a community out there, I was like, oh my gosh, this is interesting. But I didn't know until I was doing the research as a regular customer, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that that many black owned beauty supplies existed. Um, and as I've, been open I've seen there's there has been like an influx of black home beauty supply um across the across the across the country so which is which is great but we're all still facing the same hurdles like I spoke about in that podcast but um but as you mentioned you know one thing I love about the group of women who do own the black home beauty supplies we rely on each other we share knowledge we share information you know um we we know that you know there's room for all of us which is which is what i love about them and so it's been it's been a community that i've really been able to lean on especially uh, earlier in the in in my process um and i still you know speak with women we have a group chat you know we they, we chat every day it was lighting up earlier today i don't i didn't check it but but we're always talking about something and what i love so much also is their support for other black owned brands in mm-hmm. in hair and beauty and so if we discover a new brand, you know, we're sharing the information, we're letting the, each other know who the distributor is um, in our area. And so that's, I mean, that's been my saving grace, to be honest, because I, I literally just got one of our, like, one of the major, one of the biggest um, distributors in, they call it ethnic beauty distributors, finally lended me credit this week. Like I got the news, my manager told me, and I was like, are you serious? And like, and I, what, this is like, we're going on, we're going into our third year mm-hmm. and, but no one had, no, none of the other black owned beauty supply stores that I know of have credit with this company. Wow. And it's for, like a third, like extension hair. Third, no, no, no. Yeah. You, no, all beauty, all products, all brands, they sell everything. Can they you, distribute. 
all the major brands. Can you explain why that's so important? Like why is having that credit so important for your business? Yeah. And not to get too entrepreneurial, but it's important because, you know, as, especially as a brick and mortar, um, we carry a lot of inventory and that's a huge investment. You know, that's thousands upon thousands of dollars to, uh, to stock your store and just get at least like six of each quantity of, of, of things of each, of each product. So, um, having that line of credit is, is super important because they're giving us literally 30, 60 days to sell that product and then give them the money back for the, for the inventory that we just purchased. And so that's why there's so many hurdles and barriers to entry because, the, the capital to actually open a beauty supply is so grand. I mean, it costs tens of thousands and that's on the low end side. That's like a small little, you know, 500 square foot beauty supply store. It's in the tens of thousands just to open. And as we know, black women, especially, but black people in general, we don't have um, as much access to that capital as our white counterparts. So that's one of the main reasons why there aren't a lot of Black-owned beauty supply stores. And you're self-funded. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're family, family-owned business. My, my brother definitely is an investor. My husband is an investor. Um, you know, I, I, this is something I set out to do. I said I wanted to do it. I saved my money. I had some savings and um, literally risked it all yeah. and put it in the store. And I want y'all <laughs> to, to know, like, just in case you're tracking the story, right? Brittany had another job, another business she was running. She yeah. got a husband and two kids, and she's pregnant right now. Right? <laughs> okay, and I still, but I, and I still do the other business, and you still and do the still other one. The it. other business, it's like which I, I'd like to segue to just, um, just really quickly. So, because I love the fact that you have one business that is sports related, and then you have the beauty business. And, um, you know, I've, I've talked about this. I'm in a science field and then I have beauty and I've struggled. And this is the first year that I've tried to merge the two or not even merge the two, but really just own the fact that, you know, I'm in these two different fields. Did you feel mm-hmm. like that at all? Did you feel like there was some, you know, like it was a, a juxtaposition in, of some sorts between the two? You know, I... I struggled with it at first because I love both. Um, some days I love one more than the other, but I love both. And I think for me, what, what has helped me, especially recently, is the fact that I'm not trying to merge them. I have mm-hmm. my beauty brain when I'm, you know, when I'm on with the store and then when I'm off and I'm have, I have my sports hat on. You know what I mean? So I, I and I, I thought trying to merge it and seeing, you know, oh, can I do this or can I implement? No, that didn't work for me. Um, but, and also I think what helped was the fact that COVID happened in 2020. So everything kind of slowed down. Um, because when I first launched in 2019, I was like all over the place. I was a hot mess every day, staying up to like 2 AM, waking up at five. Like it was, it was horrible. And then COVID happened and I sports completely stopped, which was helped me focus more on the store and the brand. And then now as we're into 2021, everything is ramping back up now. And I've just learned, I just have to put everything in their bucket and then get to it whenever I have the time. There's no, there's no reason for, they don't even, 
they don't really cross paths when you think about it. Um, like, like I said, my brother plays, he's a, he's an investor. He's, you know, super supportive, but you know, he's not going to be, you know, tweeting about or, or, or mentioning the store yeah. or, you know, any, it just, it just, it's, yeah, it, it be like, this is where I get my do-rag <laughs> yeah. from. Check it right? out. No, it's, it's like, post-game mm-hmm. interview. <laughs> I don't want to force it. I do not want to force it. And that's, you know, and everything that's come to us um, in terms of the brand has definitely been organic. And I just want to keep it that way. Did you deal with a bit of imposter syndrome in the beginning? Oh, absolutely. I still have it now. I, I, I absolutely do. And I, and I still have it now, especially when like people like you and you're like, oh yeah, I came to your store. I, I, I heard you on your podcast earlier this year. I'm like me, like, and you gained something no. from it? Girl, I'm like all in your life, girl, all in your life. <laughs> Absolutely. I, you know what? And to be honest, I don't think it'll ever change. And I don't want it to change because I just, I feel like it helps me. It motivates me to just work harder and seek more knowledge and, you know, go out there and find more resources. Yeah. So how, how do you, oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry, dude. How do you choose what brands you want to carry in the store? Oh, I love this question because it's, it's something that was very important to me starting out with the store. Cause I, I very much wanted to be intentional about what we put in our store. Mm. And one of the things I found, um, in doing my research for beauty bees was the fact that the beauty supplies do not carry a lot of these products that are actually better for us. And when mm-hmm. I say better for us, I'm not just talking about like chemically and, you know, all that good stuff. I'm also talking about like effectiveness, and, um, so yeah, so I, I, I definitely wanted to, I want to make sure that, you know, black owned brands are highlighted, you know, um, they they get top shelf billing at our, at our store. Um, there's a beautiful section. It's like the prettiest section of the store. When photographers come, I'm like, you have to get, get the se- section and it's, it's like 99% black owned brands. Um, and I, I, I believe that it's important when I'm selecting brands and products to work with or put in our store, you know, I want to make sure, obviously one, that there's a need for it. Do people really need this? And two, what's the benefit? Three, you know, is it effective? Is it going to work? If so, how does it work and all that good stuff? Um, but also I want to know the story behind the brand. And I feel like that's very important, especially nowadays, because, and I don't mean to be harsh, but I feel like a lot of these brands are doing blackface and it's hard mm-hmm. to figure out who's the owner and what's the story behind the brand. You have all these, you know, women of color smiling with beautiful hair and beautiful skin, but I can't figure out who owns it. And then it's, you know, some random person who doesn't really understand, you know, who we are, what we need, just want to, wants to make a dollar because they know, you know, black women are on it. It's going to make your hair look good. We're going to buy it. So that's very important to me, the brand story and the brand founders. Um, and I think it's essential to um, why our customer service is so good, because I'm trying to make sure that the, you know, the employees at our store understand the stories behind a lot of these brands and why I'm so passionate about them. Um, because there, there's certain days like I'll work in the store and there's certain days when I work you know, there's certain brands that sell all the time because I'm so passionate about the brand. I'm so passionate about the story and the customers appreciate that and they love it. I have customers come in, you know, our store sometimes asking for a specific product, asking for a specific brand and, you know, we'll tell them we don't have it. And they're like, oh, you should get it. Or why don't you have it? And I'm very honest with them about why we don't have it or why we shouldn't get it. We have, there's a, there's a hair braiding company that refuses to open up accounts with black, black store owners. And we, we do not have them in our store. And so when people come and ask for it, you I don't want to say their name. 
I'm not going to tell their names. I'll tell you guys offline. Wait but, a minute. Um, I'm sorry, Brittany. <laughs> there is a, a, a braiding hair company that Black mm-hmm. women use, as in the hair is like canacoline hair. Is that what we're talking yes. about? Yes, well, like, they, they, do braid, they do braiding hair. They do, they do water wave hair. They do crochet hair. They're very popular in the water wave hair but space. But the point is that this hair is for Black women. For women, yes, for Black women, absolutely. I and mean, they won't for, open up credit to Black store owners. Correct. They won't open up an account, period, with Black store owners. Wow. And so, but again... What I'm saying is I allow my sales associates to let them know that, you know, yeah. if they're insistent, you know, well, you know, th- you know what, this is why. But I love so that. We're, ha- mm-hmm. Sorry. we're having conversations with <laughs> I know. them. I'm trying, I'm trying to hold it in. <laughs> no, I know. It's, I mean, it's amazing. People get in, but that, that's, that's the reaction we get from the customers. And nine times out of 10, honestly, we're able to change their buying behavior and, um, and they end up purchasing the, the competitor brand. You That's know, wild. I <laughs> I feel like Celia and I both don't know. So yeah, it's just yeah. it's infuriating because we've been taken advantage of for so long, right? It's like it's like the the Korean owned beauty supply stores who treat us like crap, but have made millions because we shop there, right? Like yeah. I I forget. Nas is one of my favorite rappers. I forget what song I'm gonna put it in the show notes, but he he talks about this, like how you know what I mean. They've they've made so much money. They're sending their children to school, paying their tuition, and we're struggling, you know. And like mm-hmm. to hear that the a brand that is essentially essentially serving black women and I use profiting profiting, profiting profiting greatly off of of Mm -hmm. black women won't even open up accounts and kudos to you for not saying their name because you know I've been like um the the, 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 we would have put it in the show notes we would have posted exactly I'll tell you guys and then you guys you know you know you guys can reveal the tea later in a few episodes but you didn't hear from me yeah but wow that's amazing and yeah kudos to you for for not just standing your ground but enlightening people because I do think that we are so like Talia said because we're not used to seeing black owned beauty supply stores it's just normalized it is normalized. Absolutely. You know, this is just how it is. And I would have, like Talia said earlier, I would have never thought as a black woman, open up a beauty supply store. I would have never thought of it just because we see this conglomerate of, you know, non-black owned beauty supply stores that are catered to us. That's the norm. Uh, Yeah. I mean, they've, they've, they've literally cornered the market. Yeah. And, and, and every, and, in every capacity from the retail stores to the distributorship, you know, they own it. And they even, like I said, I, I mentioned the blackface where they even own the, a lot of the products that we are used to seeing. I mean, I was floored by brands. I was looking up for the store and figuring out who owned them. And, and, and the, in the, in the, in the type of research that you have to do just to figure to out who the owner out. is. Brittany, give us an example of something we think is black owned, but it really ain't. Oh, that's a good question. Um, and I don't even, I don't have a lot of it at my store, honestly. Okay. Um, let me, probably some question, edge control know. or something. I'm sure. I mean, yeah, obviously the edge controls. Um, I mean, what edge control do you guys use? Well, why do you say obviously? 
Why obviously? You know, why do I say obviously? I don't know why I say obviously, but it's just, I mean, it's... it's, it's <laughs> I'm like, what am I missing? It's the norm. I mean, cream because of nature honestly, is, a, is a popular edge control that a lot of people use. I mean, cream of nature is not Black-owned. Um, yes. But cream of nature is a huge line that everyone uses. Um, and the first edge control one? I ever used that was Black-owned was Main Choice. Okay, yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, something. And granted, she, she sold her company, but I remember looking for, because look, I'm the last one to give a fuck about an edge. Like I don't slick mm-hmm. ever, but when Good I was, for you. Looking, when I was <laughs> looking for black owned edge control, um, in 2019, when I first got braids, cause I was like, Oh, now you can really see my forehead. So let mm-hmm. me try to slick down <laughs> some edges. I was like, okay, I was doing that same research. And I felt like none of them were black owned. I was like, how are y'all making all this gel, this gel hair gel? It's not black owned. It's not black owned, and they. I mean, and there's, and that's the thing about Korean girls not slicking their hair down with gel. They're not, and and another thing about it, it's like you know that's why also a lot oftentimes the products aren't really that that great for us either. You know what I mean in terms of like what they put in it, and I'm sure, um, uh, you know, with your science background, that the some of the chemicals are just not supposed to be you know on our skin in our hair. Uh, we, you know, when I first opened the store, Relaxer sold um, a lot. Now it's the least selling cal- category in our store because I think so much research has been put out there, and so much there's so much knowledge now about relaxers and, and its and its effects on you know black women and our health and, and things like that. So, um, so yeah, but uh, and that there, there's a big relaxer company that's not black owned. I, I'm blanking on the name. I'm blanking on all these brand names. But I'm if literally if you yell out a brand name, I'll tell you if it's black owned or not. <clears throat> organic that's root stimulator no that's not black alone ors yeah. elastic elastic qp elastic qp is not black alone that used to be my shit um <laughs> they little mango yeah, butter it's, a, it's one of those it's one of those <laughs> we have it we have a section in the store called classics and it's it, it's in the classic section and many of the products in the classic section is not black I mean, only product and the, the only brand in the classic section is like Brana Brothers. That's black owned, yeah. probably. Yeah. You know, um, I'm trying to think of this brand that everyone uses. And I actually try to, when they come into the store, I actually try to give them a black owned Eco Styler um, product. It's not Eco Styler, but yeah, that's definitely, it's, yeah. Eco, I was surprised by the just the ownership group of Eco Styler. It's like this, this white family. It's a, it's a, it's the whole like, uh, father son team that developed Equal Styler, which is wow. kind of odd to me. Yeah, um, but you know the, the the guys, you know, they spike their hair up and stuff. So I'm guessing oh, that true. was the um, I guess they do that do was that the origin of it. Day. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that was we'll a little. Live. We'll um, let them live another day. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just co opted it and yeah. like made it our own thing. We might have took that one. Yeah. <laughs> It was like punk rock, and we was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> look, this is this is getting Slick my ponytail, ponytail, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's always look. a ponytail. <laughs> I'm telling always you, the eco style. Now, I do, I I definitely mess with eco style. Like it is one of those gels that I just cannot live without. I've tried others, but nothing really compares. And there's so many options with eco style. It's I, I like it. And they got the little argan oil. I think now, yes, yeah, they, they, they have all the oils. They got, Jamaican black castor oil. They got coconut oil. They really got innovated. Oil. 
Yeah, they even have this one with like sparkles in it, like a unicorn oil that I mean, unicorn um, gel that I put on my daughter's hair. I love it. Look at that. I have like three questions. I'm gonna try to get to them. Okay, order. sorry, I'm babbling. So, <laughs> the first one. Um, so I went to your store this past Saturday, and I went with a male friend because I wanted to get his perspective as well. I have a lot of friends who live in like NoHo Van Nuys. Oh, okay. Um, the store is beautiful. Like Thank you. We, we walked in. We was like, oh, shit. Like, this is really nice. Um, it definitely feels like an experience. You did a great job okay. with that. But Thank I want to say something about the customer service because the three girls that were there were amazing. I am one of those people. I walked in. I was on the website and I was taking photos of what I went so I could go in with diligence because I had my homeboy helping me run errands and he wasn't trying to be in a beauty supply store all day. Uh, we so know this, yeah. <laughs> I had my little photos and they pointed everything out. They're like, oh, this is this. And they were talking to me and it was a great experience, right? It felt extremely comfortable, even for him, right? And he had mm-hmm. You know, he don't really go to the beauty supply store for anything, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And I was like, this is this is exactly what um what you said it was, right? Like, yeah, thank like, you. I, I'm so glad to hear that. Like it's I'm exactly so glad. what you said it was. It's not like I had this idea of what an upscale beauty supply store is, and then I walked in and I was like, ew, sis, what? No. Like it was it was really nice and the people were great and the people were knowledgeable and you walked out feeling like that same homey experience of being at a beauty shop. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And it's, it's one of the things that continues to, you know, make me feel like, okay, like I, this is the why, this is the reason why I did this, you know, like I, I did do this for a reason because you're not the only customer, first time customer that has had that experience. And we wanted to literally create a one-stop shop where you can get your wig or your extensions. You can get some braiding hair. You can get, you know, product for your wash and go or product for your silk press or, you know, whatever, tools, whatever. Um, And because of that, you know, we had so many people loving the space and and loving the store and then asking us for referrals to get their hair done right because mm-hmm. they just love the experience so much and like okay well you know where I should get my braids or you should, you know where I should get my hair done so then in the back I'm sure you saw that we have a beauty bar now yeah. and it's because we had so many people coming in asking for braiders and I'm like oh well we can do that you know and 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 again changing that you know that experience that you get when you go get your hair braided you know at you know a regular you know braiding salon or whatever and um you know just trying to upgrade that experience and so that's what we've tried to do on every level coming back to the customer service i mean i said if i ha- if i was going to do this the branding had to be on point the space had to be on point but what really sets us apart is our sales associates our team members and their knowledge and their passion you know, and so every time I'm when I'm hiring and just hiring in and of itself this year has just been crazy. So I, I love the fact that I was going to ask did, about that. Yeah, I did. A, I mean, you know, did you write? Because um, I mean, one of the things I say, you know, are you passionate about black women in beauty? Like mm. off top, like, you know, you could you could be a black woman and just not passionate about it. You know, like let, show me how you know about <laughs> about beauty, you know, whether yeah. it's face, you could be face a black or woman. hair. Sure. sure. You're like, I'm passionate about yeah. plants. Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
And so, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll scroll down these girls' Instagram page, see what they do with their hair, see if they change it up, see what, pro- you know, when in the interviews, I'm asking them what products they use, if they know of any Black-owned brands, you know, and not to say they have to know everything because we definitely want to train them and, and give them the knowledge. But again, I, that passion has to be there in, 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 in working for the store. And I think it shows in our customer service. So for you to say like the customer service was top notch, I, I definitely appreciate that because that's one of the things that beauty supplies and not just Korean owned beauty supplies or Asian owned beauty supplies, all beauty supplies are lacking. Yeah. Um, I, I, nastiness. I don't like the attitude, (laughs) Nasty. not greeting, you know, it's horrible. And it's like, I always say when I was, you know, when I was going to the beauty supply, I always felt like I was fending for myself. Like I got my, Mm -hmm. I had my phone in my hand looking up. Okay. What's it before I didn't even have my phone in my hand before I go to the beauty supply I'm like researching everything so I can figure out like what I need then you get there they don't have it and then sometimes it's hard to communicate with the people who work at the beauty supply they don't understand what you need they don't understand why you know this product doesn't work for my 4c hair so I just tried to take all those experiences I had and just solve them all with beauty bees and so for you to say that I, I really appreciate it what is really hitting me in this moment that I don't think has dawned on me before is the fact that one, I've never expected customer service at these Mm. traditional beauty supply stores. And two, I have never thought to ask them about how a product works because Mm -hmm. I just, I guess subconsciously accepted that they don't know, like they're here, they have the products, but they have no knowledge of it. So I've always had to do my research beforehand Or trusted, like, you know, I remember when Curly Nikki was big back in the day, like, Mm -hmm, I would, mm -hmm. like, whatever she said was gold. So she said a product work, but I was like, okay, I'm taking, that's the product that I need to get. And I would go into the stores and just get that one product. But I've never thought to ask them questions because I knew that they didn't know. And I'm like, just sitting here processing how crazy that is that I was for years going into these stores owned by people who don't look like me, who know nothing about me. And have not been able to service me properly. And you didn't mm-hmm. even think that customer I didn't even think service about was it. a thing you could get. Yeah. No. Like I you said, we were just conditioned crazy? to it. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. And to be honest, I didn't either until I had my daughter, you know, and until I went shopping with my daughter and I realized, because I, to be honest, I, I was avoiding the beauty supply like, a, like the plague. I yeah. would go, I have a Sally's across the street. I was going to Sally's and there was this one thing I needed and they were, t- they were telling me to go to the beauty supply. I'm like, oh, I'm really, I really don't want to go here. I went again, service was horrible. Like it it was just bad. So I read about that. What was, was there one singular visit with your daughter to the store where the light bulb went off or was it like a few visits where you were like, it was a few visits. Yeah. So that one incident, um, with my, with my daughter, um, and so then I, um, a few weeks later, I came back with my grandma cause she wanted a wig and, um, I just, I was, I was so annoyed. You guys, it was the Saturday, the beauty supply was packed, but it wasn't even the fact that it was packed. It was the fact that no one acknowledged us as we're waiting, um, to get to, to for like, we were waiting for a place for her to sit so she can try on the wig. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I had to ask like three different people to actually go get the wig. Cause of course mm-hmm. you can't touch the wigs. They keep them locked up or whatever, you know, that's an issue also, um, so we are there for like literally 30 minutes trying to get one wig. Then we get the wig. She can't try it on. We had to leave. She didn't even, in, she didn't even up trying the wig on. And so, um, that, I think that was like the catalyst for me. And I'm just like, 
you know, I'm like, I've, I've lived, I've been to all these, you know, great places, had wonderful customer service as a black woman. I'm like, I can't even get customer service in my own store, like yeah. a store that's supposed to serve me. You know, I was just, I, I was just so frustrated. My grandma coming from South Carolina, we're going to the beauty, big beauty supply in LA. We just know we come home with a wig. And it just, it didn't happen. And I think that was the moment I was like, and then oddly enough, I don't know if it was like serendipity or what, but my husband was um, driving past it like a few days later. And he's like, have you been to this beauty supply? I'm not going to say the name of the beauty supply. I'm like, yeah, that's the one I was went, went to with my grandmother a few days ago and came home mad. He's like, I drive past this thing every day. It's always packed. And I'm just thinking horrible customer service. You know, you can't, you can't get anything done in there, but it's always packed because it's the only one. There's nowhere else to go. We can't go to Sally's to get what we need. We can't go to Sephora to get what we need. And he's like, you might want to, and he knew I was, you know, trying to figure out like what I wanted to do, like what my next step was because I wanted to own a business. He's like, you might want to look into this beauty supply thing. And so that's kind of like when the light bulb went off. And then I'm like, you know, if I'm going to do it, I got to do it right. I can't just open up a beauty supply and say it's a beauty supply. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. Have you um, given any thought to franchising? I have, and I've gotten, <laughs> I have a lot of people that are interested. I don't know what I want to do yet. I feel but the reason why is because I think the market is changing. Um, mm. We're all into this like omni-channel experience where, you know, you have your brick and mortar, you have your online, you have your social media. People are buying at every touch point. And so for me, I'm trying to figure out what's the smartest way to expand. Um, It's not about having a beauty bees on every corner, to be honest. Um, It's, it's more about how can we, how can we reach people globally and what's the best way to do that? Um, So I definitely have tons of interest in franchising. I just don't know if I did, it's not, I, like I said, it wouldn't be thousands of beauty bees all over the place. It would, I'm I'm trying to do it in more a conscious, um, I'm trying to do it more consciously and figure out how we can better meet the needs of Black women. Yeah. What's your online business like compared to foot traffic in the store? But my foot traffic is definitely like 80% of our business right now. Um, the online piece is what I want to grow. And that, and there's yeah. so much potential there. Yeah. Just doing the, just doing the research and what people are buying and what people are looking for online. I mean, we have, we can, we can grow exponentially online. So I've been thinking about digital expansion more than physical expansion. Um, but I do think that there's definitely a need for both. Yeah. So there was this, I'm sorry, dude, I keep it's okay. cutting you off. I, I see you breathing. I'm sorry. Yeah, one less um, skincare. So mm-hmm. I know you, you're, you predominantly carry hair care products, but you do have some skincare products. Do you intend to expand the range that you have or? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hair care is obviously our, our leading sales category, but yeah. skincare comes in second, to be honest. Um, when you, after like, wigs and extensions, but I love skincare. I'm very passionate about skincare. Actually, we have a, uh, in-store spa where we do facials and waxing. Um, and that's been, yeah, that's been very popular actually, especially like in the last couple of months, we've been booked and busy in the spa and, um, it's skincare is obviously trending right now. Everyone is into it. I definitely want to grow skincare. I think there's a lot of potential in that space. We have some great brands, though, especially some great Black-owned skincare brands. 
Um, like we have the black girl sunscreen, we have Bolden. Um, I use Bolden all the time. It's one of my favorite, favorite brands, but, um, but getting more, um, getting more skincare and beauty is one of my, uh, when I say beauty, I mean makeup, uh, one of my goals for 2022. And that's perfect. Cause Dooney lives in my head because what I was going to say is that, um, <laughs> when my, when I asked my male friend after we left, if he would visit the store, he was like, it was definitely nice. He was like, it's the best beauty supply store I've ever been to. He was like, but I don't go to the beauty supply store. And he was like, and if I did, he's like, there are two that are closer. This one was maybe a seven minute drive from his house, whereas there are some mm-hmm. that's four minutes, right? Um, and he was like, if they had more skincare products because he's bald, and but he does mm-hmm. take care of his skin, you know, he'll FaceTime me from Target. figure out what to get. He said, if they have more skincare products, you know, I would definitely consider it more. Mm -hmm. I said, well, what if you needed like clippers, you know, for your beard or something? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, especially because it's black owned. And he said, oh, it's black owned. And I said, yeah. He said, oh, well then absolutely. Like I would absolutely Mm -hmm. go there like for anything and bypass the two that are a few minutes closer. So with that in mind, I know a lot of, um, emerging Black-owned brands have been kind of quiet about being Black-owned. Mm-hmm. Do, you feel mm. like, do you feel like being Black-owned has been the primary selling point for the brand? Absolutely. I'm surprised by that. I didn't know that that was happening. Um, yeah. But, uh, and so y'all, we might have to talk about that offline because I'm like, ooh, what brands? But um, absolutely. Like my, I, I am very front-facing with who owns the store. You know, and I, I don't, I, I do not mind. I mean, when you look us up, if you go beauty bees on Google, black owned, you know, retailer specializing in beauty for women of color. Like I will put that black owned front and center because I still feel like, especially in our community, it, 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 it means a lot. It's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. It has a weight to it. And I have a lot of, we have a lot of customers coming in our store, just Googling us or yelping us and, and finding us, not knowing that we're black owned. Then they come into the space and they, I mean, I, right now I have a staff that's full of people of color, women of color. And, um, you know, so they'll see my, my, my team and then they'll be like, is this black owned? You know, cause they're confused because they're not used to it. Right. And so then when, you know, they're like, yeah, or sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm the owner. They, and then they go crazy. And, you know, I hear so many stories. Oh, I live here. I was going here, but I will drive across LA just to come to, you know, just to come and support. And it's not just coming to support a black owned business. It's coming because one, we're black owned, but we also have what you need and we're able to serve you in, in the right way. So I am definitely not shy about being black owned. I mean, like I said, I, it's, I carry it like with pride because um, it's, I think it's essential for people to know in our community that, you know, we exist and, you know, we just, des- and we deserve a space too. And that's a, that's a, that's a whole nother story, but yeah. Love. Talia, do you want to hop into segments or do you have? Nope. Questions? Let's do segments. Okay. All right. So Brittany, we are going to start with beauty moments. Okay. So beauty moment is something that happened over the past week. It's like the good, the bad, the ugly. If you tried a new uh, beauty product, hairstyle, nail service, if you've gotten a beauty service procedure, 
um, something along those lines done. Um, I think I told you before we started recording, I've talked about like laser hair removal and numbing my lady parts first. Uh, Talia's talked about haircuts that she's gotten. We've, I mean, we've, well, everything. Haircut. Yeah, it's literally. <laughs> if we've ever anything. done, if we've done it, we talked right. about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's see, I'll start us off. So I got my hair done. I have these two um, braids for the listeners, like two cornrows. It's like a halo braid. No, it's not. It's like a milkmaid braid. It's like a half a halo. Yeah. Half, half a halo, halo milkmaid. So funny story. I got it done in Lagos, um, Nigeria, because I was there last week. I went in because I wanted I wanted this like blowout with like kinky straight hair added. <laughs> a mess. <laughs> no, let me tell you something. Um, Lagos does weaves and wigs. But you're not going there pretty for well. for that. I know, but that's what I had in mind. (laughs) And they were like, you know what? No, I was like, actually, I don't think I want that. I really, I was just torn on what to get. And then I pulled up a picture of a halo braid because like, I feel like for like two, three years straight, a halo braid was my go-to. I would like, Mm. when I wanted my hair done or I just could not, you know, make up my mind, I would go to the beauty, I would go to the beauty salon and my hairstylist at the time, she would just, you know, do a, um, a halo braid. So I showed it to the girl and she was like, um, it looks like you've had this a few times. I was like, <laughs> I was like, my job is just dragging me like this. <laughs> Did nobody ask you? Yeah, nobody asked you. <laughs> she was like, I mean, you have like three pictures. I was like, oh, okay. So she was like, can I make a recommendation? I was like, sure. And I was like, okay, I'm going to trust you. So I'm really pleased with how the hairstyle came out. It looks amazing. It looks really good. Thank you. I really amazing. love it. So Leah. That's it? No, you're supposed to be telling us about the beauty event. I mean, we're not gonna talk about I don't that. Think that's, is that a beauty moment? Well, just give us a little tea, so y'all. She's okay. Into, All right, guys. Thank you. So don't have me tell it because I don't know it. Okay, <laughs> fine. So for um, the listeners, as a reminder, um, I have a business called House of Arawa, and the mission is to bridge the gap between Africa and the global beauty industry by creating a two-way commerce. Um, have introduced brands into beauty brands into Africa and um, in. And currently, or actually for 2022, working on getting brands out of the continent into the U.S. So there was a conference, a beauty industry conference called Beauty West Africa. And my business exhibited, we had a booth and I was a speaker um, on one of the days. (laughs) So it was amazing. It was really great to see how the beauty industry is growing. I've always known there's a, there's a huge booming beauty industry in Nigeria. The women are serious about their beauty. Um, So there were a lot of homegrown um, natural and in just indigenous beauty brands that focused on skincare, that focused on hair care. Uh, there was, you know, the the aesthetics medicine um, field is really growing there as well. So there mm. were, you know, practitioners who get, who do Botox, who are doing these like cool sculpting. Like, I mean, it's just really, really, the field has just 
blossomed. And mm. the thing about Nigeria for, and I'll speak specifically about Lagos because that's really what my reference point is. Women will pay top dollar for any and everything beauty related. There were I there were wigs that the equivalent, like once you convert the price to USD, I mean, you're talking $500, you're talking $600. So it's not like wow. it's nothing, it's not low grade, you know, we're talking mm-hmm. about like, um, we're talking about everything just being at the same level and the same standard that is here in the West. And which is, I'm very passionate about because, you know, I know my family there and I'm like, these women are sophisticated and, and they demand the same things that we have here in the West. So it was a really great conference. They, you know, talked a lot about like supply chain and retail options um, that exist there. Again, um, there was a lot of discussion about formulation, about how the word organic sometimes means something different there compared Mm. to, you know, in the U S it was just, it was just a really, eye-opening, I think, um, experience. I went to one of these like seven years ago and um, again in Lagos, but this time it was like, you can just see there's such a clear, um, it's just been a lot of maturing of- I love how you say Lagos. I'd be like, Lagos? (laughs) I know, I say Lagos too. (laughs) Lagos. Yeah, so um, it was a really great experience and um, just really excited, really excited about trying to figure out how to like, shine a light on what's happening there. Cause I, I think that when it comes to black beauty, it is such a global experience. It's such a, you know, a shared experience, but I know we talk a lot about it um, really yeah. just like here in America. Right. But like, there's this whole industry in Nigeria and Ghana and Kenya, like mm-hmm. all across the world. So um, I'm just really excited about that. that. That's amazing. I love that. Brittany, look, cause I got to pivot. Cause that's all I do. So after you drop this last baby, you think you're going to mm-hmm. get something like a little something done? You think you're going to do something? Ooh, you know what? I am, yeah. I am not ashamed to say um, probably so, but it's not going to, it's just going to be like the stomach area. Like, you know, um, that's, that's the only thing that I've been self-conscious about since having kids. It's just my mm. stomach. Um, I've been luck- luck- lucky enough to snap back after every child. Um, my mom was the same way. My mom like looked great. And so, um, I think it's just genetics, honestly, cause I do not exercise. I don't do anything, Girl, um, well- which is not, <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> It is not good, but, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'll be, my doctor, about it, though. I'll be thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. Right. Girl, I got a yoga mat that I just bought Me like too. two weeks ago and yeah. I was like, I'm going to get on it. Like I, I got a tonal and everything. I set up my garage and everything. And I'm just like, I have one day, one day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not ashamed to say like, I was talking to my doctor about it actually. Um, just getting a little, it's not necessarily like a tummy tuck, but it's like a little extra getting some of that extra skins, yeah, um, yeah. lasered off after, um, cause I've been, I have C-sections. So, um, my sister that's just one of the things last that, week, she had her second C-section. Oh, wow. Congrats. Name Did you say feet. a sister? Oh. Yeah. She's like my sister. Yeah, oh, she's like my I was- sister. she's she's like my sister so um but she just had Brooke last week and she's done with with babies now she's she's had mm -hmm. her too but we were talking about getting her getting like a little uh breast lift or something she was just Mm -hmm, like you mm -hmm. know after kids they just bring them down to your toes and I was like yeah 
They do. I mean, I'm part of the itty bitty titty committee, so I don't have to really worry about that. Um, mine is just my stomach. And so, um, so yeah. And then, like I said, it's not a full like tummy tuck or anything. It's just, um, when you have C-sections, it's harder to lose that. Um, Mm -hmm. even if you work out and stuff just because of the surgery. So that's probably it. I do love how this conversation is becoming more normalized though, especially among black women. Cause I feel like for so long, um, just anything aesthetics related among black women was like, no, like you don't do that. Why would you spend money on that? Or, you know, it's like hush, hush. Oh yeah. I just love how I feel like, especially within the last like five years or so, I feel like I hear more and more black women just being open about the kinds of Mm -hmm. procedures they do. I mean, we've talked about this on the pod. Talia and I, we don't have children yet, but I've been very, very open about my intent to get my breasts lifted Mm-hmm. Whenever As you should, <laughs> yeah. having children, you know, like that is in the that is in the works. That's in the that's the plan as, as of now. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely I'm like my only concern, and I live out here in LA where everyone has gotten work done. I haven't had anything yet. The most I've ever had is like a chemical peel on my face. But uh, my concern is just the younger kids getting it. Like they're doing yes, it at like so 18 and 19. And it's just yeah. like, wait, just not yeah. growing. Yeah. 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 And I was referring to like after children, not yeah. while oh, I yeah, am exactly. still a child. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, what's my beauty moment? Oh, my beauty moment is super basic. Um, so I just discovered something. Okay. So first of all, Brittany, one thing about me is I discover stuff decades after people have already been doing it I'm like have y'all heard of and people are like yeah Talia we was getting our lashes done 15 years ago and I was like oh okay so (laughs) I just I discovered something I was so I spent um October and half of November in Mexico um so the first place I went for a month was Tulum I was doing my little work from home thing but just someplace sexier Mm -hmm. and I go in there to get so in my community I stayed in this community called Adeyazama it literally had everything you needed. And one of oh, two things happened. Oh, well, maybe like three things happened. So I went to this one, like a spa place, like for a mani-pedi. Remarkable. I got my eyebrows laminated there. Amazing job. And I got my first matte gel polish. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me tell y'all let me tell y'all so my homegirl Kenya knew you were gonna say something groundbreaking I love <laughs> my homegirl Kenya I come back to the house I was like oh my god guess what I did and she was like what I was like I got matte nail polish and she was like okay I was like I had never heard of that before she's like you never heard of matte nail polish I was like no <laughs> Oh you know what, Talia? There is somebody I'm sure listening to this who probably hasn't heard of oh Matt Nail Polish. This is true. So I got my $12 gel manicure with Matt, and now I'm addicted. I'm like, why has no one ever offered me this in the States? Y'all don't love me. This is why I'm moving to Mexico. <laughs> Before you get your nails done, you don't get like nail inspo and, and take it to your uh, ticket to the salon and tell them that this is what you want. No, I don't do nothing. So I pick neutral colors, right? So it's either going to be like a brown or it's going to be a white or a black or like, yeah, some some kind of new. I've never had a design. I'm building, Mm -hmm. Brittany. This is building. This is (laughs) mad. No, I'm going to get a little... A little dot on them. A, a little, little design on one, on one finger. <laughs> a <laughs> little swiggle. I was like, wait a minute now. And I got the mat on my nails. Look at you and growing up. Nose. Look at you. And then I went <laughs> to Mexico City and got it twice. 
I was like, you know what? This is who I am now. I get mad. So I love that a good match now. Okay. Yeah. It's because Dooney don't tell me nothing. Dooney been doing all of the things and Dooney <laughs> never tells me. She never puts me up on anything. So I'll be out here thinking like people know. <laughs> right? Like we were getting mad years ago. That's why, I, Brittany, I told you before I said it. I said that's that I'm so funny. funny. <laughs> so that's my beauty moment, guys. I do mad now. When well, let's see, see the nails. Love it. Let's see the Well, color. I need a, I need a, it's like a gray. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's cute. Thank you. So, yeah, that's me now. Okay. (laughs) Matt girl. Matt girl. (laughs) (laughs) Brittany, what about you? Um, Okay, so you guys said good, bad, or ugly. And so I feel like I'm just going to bring, you know, the whole vibe down a bit because I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) I am (laughs) struggling. struggling because, like, being pregnant, you know, your body goes through all these different changes, um, I just got my hair braided. I'm like, I, my hair is like growing at like a crazy rate and I just don't have the time or energy to do it. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my hair braided. That's fine. I got that off my list for the holidays. Right. And, um, I don't get my nails done anymore. I just don't want to be in the salon, just trying to stay away from people during COVID. Um, but my face, my, my, my downer is my face is just breaking out and there's like nothing. It's like pop is it. Like I'm just every day, like there's a new one that comes and it's, and it's just, and I can't, ch- I can only talk it up to hormones because, yeah. um, I've tried everything, literally everything stuff at the store, stuff, not at the store. I don't want to spend money to go to a dermatologist. Cause they're going to tell me it's your hormones, it's hormones. And, there's, <laughs> yeah. and there's nothing you can put on your face either. Like nothing strong. Like I, I have been very into my skin. I was going to the dermatologist regularly and things like that. I use a retinol every day at night, but I can't use that now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just my, like I've, this week has just been, and it started literally on Sunday. Like this week has just been full of just breakouts and I just cannot Dude, get what's it control called? of it. Can, can she use, what's it called? Bac- Bacalao oil? What's it um, called? Oh, what's that? I've never heard of that. Um, Bacucci. Um, but, yes. Um, Bacucci. Hold on. I'm about to look it up right now. Herbivore okay. has a. Herbivore has a really good one. Um, and okay. it's, a, it it's an organic um, alternative to retinol. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I need that. B-A-K. Retinol was my go-to every, every, every day. Yeah. B-A-K-U-C-H. I O L. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. I tried a sample at Sephora and I was like, oh, this is for me. So let me purchase really? it. And Black so Friday. Is it natural? Is yeah. Okay. I'll look it up. Um, mm-hmm. If it's all natural, then I should be able to mm-hmm. take it, but I'll definitely look it up and see if it's safe. But um, yeah, but yeah people I love my swear by the, by the Herbivore one. Also, Herbivore. also, Versed has one. Let me see. Versed oh, has Versed a, got one? a retinol alternative because, you know, they are an all. Versed is my boo. Versed retinol. They are That's a brand one. that I love that I want to get in the store. Absolutely. Oh, do you? Oh, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. We're going to have a whole show offline. Yeah, for real. <laughs> oh, is it retinol? Do they? Is this re- there's an alternative? I need to look look for it because I. Oh, this might be. This is the gentle. This is the retinol serum. I could have sworn there's a. I, I know I have it upstairs in my bathroom, so I'll. Okay. I can. Yeah, but definitely try um look into to the herbivore one. Yeah, I de- I will absolutely. As soon as we get off, I'm like I'm probably gonna just order it and buy it. <laughs> You could wait till Friday for it to be on the Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I know, that's true, right? The sales. 
That's true. Is it expensive? No, it's like fifty okay. bucks. But it could, but it could be cheaper. Look, yeah. <laughs> right. That's look, true. A, yeah, a good you're right. Fifteen percent off. Wait. It's a fifteen percent off. <laughs> I will Pass. save my little coins. Sure yeah. Um, okay, let's move into the last segment, which is add to cart. So this segment, basically anything, it can be a beauty product, it could be an item of clothing, it could be, you know, home decor, anything that you ha- that you've recently picked up or that you it's just like a stand, like a a good old faithful favorite mm-hmm. that you think people should know about. Yeah, that you mm-hmm. think people should know about. You want me to stop? Um, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know if we were going around the table or what. We give you time to to think about yeah. it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so when I went to Beauty Bees, I picked up three old favorites. I was very excited that they were there. I got the Thank God It's Natural uh, hair mask. Um, I got the mesh body cloth. I always forget the name of it. Dooney. Love scrub. Love Love scrub. scrub. Yes. Mm -hmm. I got a new, a new love scrub and I got cocoa butter because the mosquito bites in Mexico got me (laughs) looking like I was dragged on cobblestone. So I have a bunch of bruises on my legs. (laughs) I got cocoa butter. Like the cocoa butter stick? No, like, you know, the bottle of cocoa butter. The lotion. The, the lotion. Oh, the lotion. Okay. The lotion, yeah. And the um, the sales associate was super helpful because I struggled. I was like, should I get the jar? Should I get the tongue? You know? And she was like, I would do this. And I was like, you're right. Because I got more out of the actual bottle than out of the, like, tub. And then, the tub that you, you had to speak out. Yeah. Me and her went through a whole conversation about it. And we decided <laughs> to get the squeeze bottle. I love that. <laughs> we decided on the squeeze bottle. I love that. Good. Um, so uh, the product that I am going to recommend is um, actually, it was sent to us by 54 Thrones. Um, mm. I'll put that out there, but I absolutely- Another brand it. I'd love to have in the store. Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, Just putting that out there. <laughs> Good. It is 54 Thrones Nema Balancing Night Oil. Now I've been wanting, I had been wanting to try this product for a while so I finally got it and I don't try I actually am not like a product junkie I don't try a lot of products because I feel very strongly about like for you to know if a product is effective you have to try it for like three months and Mm. once I know what works for my skin I like to just stick with that um but I introduced this into my night routine a few weeks ago and I've been absolutely loving it I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And it's, it's, I think it's rare for me to find something new that I like that much, but I've been You got a it. night oil? Mm-hmm. I feel shaded. I didn't get the night oil sent to me. Did you ask for it? I don't think I asked for nothing. They, asked, just sent... they did. They told oh, us to get Oh, you asked for something preference. specific? Oh, yeah, maybe told, I didn't. They told us to, okay. Yeah. They told us to get that preference. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I did Maybe, maybe I just forgot. It's okay, emails, y'all. Maybe I forgot. But, um, but yes, yeah, so I really, really like it. And I, I mean, I love the whole um, founder story and the, the whole idea behind the brand in general. But yeah. I'm glad to know that the products are actually effective as well. There yeah, she has a beautiful story. She was on Shark Tank last week, too. Yeah, I, I heard. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She partnered with um somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like so happy for her. Um, uh, amazing story, amazing branding, everything. Like I love it. The packaging is beautiful, and I'm glad to know the products work. I haven't I haven't used the products yet. Um, but but yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. 
Um, okay, my add to cart, Talia, you stole two of them, which is fine. <laughs> which two? No, just because like the, okay, so the Thank God It's Natural, the um, hair mask. Mm-hmm. Love it. Like I live by it. I mean, it's, it. it's, it's one of our best sellers in the store. It's like, also it's a hair mask. Yeah. It's, um, it's honey, like honey and just, it just, it's just so wonderful and so luscious. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it. I always, I'm always selling it. I'm always plugging it. Um, specifically like, right. Like, especially right now, because the founder passed away recently mm-hmm. and that was just like, you know, um, it's my favorite brand in the store. I, I mean, you're not supposed to say that, but it's literally my favorite brand. So um, I love the TGIN brand and that that mask is amazing. The Love Scrub is also amazing. Mm-hmm. I use it every day. Um, love it. I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you were able to get it. We literally just got it back in stock like Friday. So um, oh, I was coming then on Saturday. Yeah, we were, we've been sold out for a few weeks um, of Love Scrub um, because it's just that good. But I'll give you another one. Um, one of my favorite tools in the store is a, it's called Brush with the Best. It's by Felicia Leatherwood. She's a celebrity hairstylist. She does like Issa Rae's hair. She does a lot of people's hair. And the, I love the brush, but there's so many knockoffs now. And is it the detangle brush? Yeah, it's the detangle brush. But she's the it. one who created it. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I refuse to sell the knockoffs in my store, obviously. Um, but uh, but but her brush is just it's just amazing. And the knockoffs are actually inferior. Like I've heard stories of them breaking and stuff like that. So if you guys, um, whoever's listening, if you want the easy detangler, buy the Felicia Leatherwood, like the OG one. Um, but it's really good. I use it on everything. I use it on my hair, I use it on my daughter's hair. I use it when I'm like trying to straighten my hair. Like it's just an amazing tool um, that I think everyone with textured hair should have. Yeah. Agree. I've had mine for years. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love, love, love. That's well, the show. Wow. We have one last question. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> the, the most important question. <laughs> oh, Brittany, why does beauty need you? Oh, that is so deep. Um, <laughs> shoot, I don't have an answer for this. Beauty needs me because, oh my gosh, I'm like stumped here. Why does beauty need me? Well, we know um, beauty needs you. Be- <laughs> okay, beauty needs me. I'll, I think of it as like the beauty industry. And I feel like they need me to just shine a light on um, the needs of Black women. I mean, just period, because I don't even know if there needs to be a because. I just think beauty needs more, more, more of me's really to, you know, help amplify, you know, these Black brands and, you know, um, what our, our needs and our wants are and all that. And beauty needs, needs us to, I mean, you know, beauty needs to pay attention to us. How about that? I'll say that. I love that. Absolutely. And more of Black. Beauty needs me. Look, more <laughs> brick and mortar beauty supply stores. Yes, absolutely. Yes. I, if there's anyone out there yes. listening and they're, you know, they need a sign, they, this is your sign. Like, you, they, we need more of you. I mean, you don't have to be a beauty bees. You can create your own lane, like, you know, but it's it's needed. And I feel like our people will support just because, um, because you're doing it and you're doing something that matters. I have absolutely been inspired to search for Black-owned brick and mortar beauty supply stores in philly like i've never i've never thought to, to there's one before. there's one uh, she i um i'm very friendly with her it's martian maine it's in, oh, it's oh, in philly i lied 
Okay, I yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that, that, that's a big one. Yeah, I love I like, them. I actually lied. I was bad. like, wait, I actually I do, know that. I know that. I know that one. I, yeah, I've been there. I met, okay. I met, I was thinking more of like, what your store, the vibe that that seems mm. to be. Yeah. Like and there's, I mean, there's whole, also whole limitations. Experience. I don't think they that's do what like wigs and extensions and stuff. No, they too. don't. So that's what I'm saying. You can have your own, you know, you can make up your, bad, own, your own store. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Brittany. Yeah. Thank you guys. This was so much fun. Until next time, beauty needs me.